This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and as always, joined with Rob Humphrey and Kat Blore. What's happening, guys? Not much. How's it going? What would? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Who? Um, we had a week last week. We're back. Mm-hmm. We did. I listened back to the episode. Got mad all over again. Is... When you listen to it again, it's it, it gets crazier, doesn't it? Yeah. Because at first you think, well, maybe that was just a fever dream. <laughs> and he didn't, nobody really said those things. Yeah. But then it turns out all those things were actually said. We, we got those on tape, guys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Those are recorded takes now. <laughs> and he's not even ashamed of himself. Mm-mm. No, he's on Twitter uh, defending these. Yep. Yeah, he got into an argument with somebody and yeah. uh, <laughs> he said to him something like, you just joined Twitter a couple months ago. You better sit this that. one out, Junior. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> and the, the guy had the best response to it. We're obviously talking about last week's episode uh, where Camp Counselor Greg came on for his hard hot takes. And uh, the, the guy had the guy had the best response. He's like, oh, so you've been saying crazy things like this before I got on here. You have no idea. No idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a that was a, an interesting episode last week, and uh, we turned some heads on Twitter with Greg's uh, takes, and it was an it was interesting discussions. It was interesting. Yeah, that's a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is indeed a word. Uh, but yeah, so we're back this week. We're getting a little bit more because uh, we had uh, uh, we had Murder Madness and then we had some guests on and uh, Patreon pick and all those things. So it's we haven't had really just a chill out regular episode in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this one tonight. <sighs> I have um, I, I'm looking forward to this one as well. Uh, obviously uh people listening to this have seen the title of the episode um but i had suggested this week that we do something uh like a little bit more highbrow and this fits very well but it's very interesting because a lot of the movies that i had in mind uh either that i talked about or had thought to bring up they were all like very controversial uh (laughs) highbrow horror Far be it for us. Or bourgeoisie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I was looking forward to this kind of being an argument, but I, I think we're all going to be relatively on the same page with this one. 
think so, huh? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm getting a feeling. I'm picking up some vibes <laughs> from one of us that maybe not. I I had thought that. Uh, so it's like I I was very excited to do kind of like a more serious movie, but uh, what I guess the rest of that statement doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> We're not all gonna be on this. I was thinking about something like Mother or like funny games, like things that are a lot more polarizing. I thought. Um, excited to see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to expect now, but I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, I wish we would have did those too. Um, but we'll get into it. We're gonna do it. Oh, and Hereditary. I so here's the thing about Hereditary is I know eventually we're going to have a Hereditary episode. <laughs> um, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm dreading it a little bit because the time sink of watching Hereditary for a third time in my life seems unpleasant <laughs> but i'm really looking forward to see if mikey likes the movie or not so. i'm not looking forward to it because there's no way mikey's gonna like that movie and it's gonna be you and him ganging up on me he's a wild card you know he's know. not a wild card he's not going to like that movie how do you know what makes you think i'm not gonna like hereditary you're just not gonna like it on what grounds though i can just tell i already i know you and i know hereditary and you're not gonna like it so there's two out of three people on the show don't like it doesn't that Maybe tell you something. <laughs> Tells me it's good if I'm the one who likes it. <laughs> what a good did uh, Greg brought up Hereditary. I I've just tried to black it all out. What did he say about Hereditary? He doesn't like it. Yeah, it was bad. Oh shit, that doesn't help us. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, um, I wanted to see you two argue about Hereditary. That was why I had brought up. Uh, <laughs> usually, with our uh, for everybody listening, our um, uh. Uh, the way we come up with with movie topics every week is just we wait until about Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, it's pretty damn half ass, is what it is. <laughs> and it, it's just at random times of day and night, us all three of us just putting a movie out there. <laughs> it's like, well, someone sometimes, needs to pick one. Sometimes multiple movies because I put out my initial pick was Gremlins, the new batch. Yeah, and you guys didn't seem to want to do that, so um, yeah. I picked this I week's movie. So I talked about, because I had wanted to do Funny Games was the one I brought up on the podcast. I've also been wanting to rewatch Mother. I thought that would be a really interesting one. I did at one point throughout The Pool, uh, and Mikey got pissed. Are you talking about Aronofsky's Mother? Yeah. Oh, wow. I would love to pick that fight on the show. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. But yeah, I got mad at the pool. Yeah, he, Mikey got really mad. He didn't want to watch the pool. Oh, <laughs> so I picked a movie that I thought, well, everybody will like this. I'm trying to bring people together. And now it sounds like Mikey's going to be difficult. <laughs> not, I'm not being difficult. Your fucking pick is difficult. Um, all right. Before we get into it, because I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's listen to the news. Knock that out. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Um, where the hell did my tabs go? There they are. <coughs> Rob Zombie and uh, the Monsters are heading to Netflix. Rob? Oh. I thought it was going to Peacock. 
I don't know. They're, uh, that was the, the thought, but now Bloody Disgusting is exclusively, I guess this is their scoop, hearing that the film has been sold to Netflix. Interesting. And premiere this upcoming fall. All right. I mean, that it's interesting because I thought that the, the word was it was going to Peacock. Oh. Hmm. I, mean, I, I like that. It means I'll probably get to watch it sooner. You don't have Peacock? No. No. What about Freak? I don't have Freak either. Not every time. You can't <laughs> say Freak. I don't understand why I'm not allowed to say Freak. I can say Peacock, but not Freak. Makes no sense. I explain it to you every time. I know, but it does. It still doesn't make sense to me. But Freak is not a thing. It's just you saying Freak. So you're saying, that, is it the word free or the word Because when I say Peacock, I say but peacock is a word. It's is, is the problem with it. It's not free, but peacock makes it okay. You just saying is not acceptable. I can't. I'm not allowed to say or free. No, but I can say peacock. Yeah, you say peacock. Yeah. It's what about pre? <laughs> no. All right. I don't even know what I, that means. Like before. Can Nick? he do like a Katy yeah. Perry thing where he says peacock? <laughs> oh no. yeah. What about that? What if I said that peacock? Damn it, cat. No, you can't say because you just saying she gets away time. with saying it extra time. If Katy Perry ever came on the show and said it on here, she would get bleeped too. I don't know who you are. I don't know why I can't even say freak on my own show. You know, every time I have to open another folder, look for the fucking bleep sound effect, the fuck, put that in there over and over and over and over again. Every time you do this. All right. Well, it doesn't matter because it's not going to be on Peacock or Freak. It's going to be on Netflix. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So we did all this for nothing. Can I say Netflix? Why wouldn't you be able to say Netflix? I don't know. What about Netflix? <laughs> you can say fuck on here. So yeah, okay. you can say Netflix. All right. I don't know what Netflix is, but I, I think I'm going to start my own streaming service now. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Like Netflix and chill. Ooh, you'd probably make a good amount of money with that. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean that that's I mean more people will see it, which is good and uh I think it'll i I want somebody to dethrone fucking Texas Chainsaw for Netflix's like it was their most watched whatever the hell and it god damn it, maybe the monsters will do it. I don't know if the monsters will do it, but maybe we'll see. Rob Zombies the monsters might do it. We'll see. We will see. There's going to be some rednecks on Netflix. What What's going to be better, TCM 2022 or Rob Zombie's The Monsters? Oh, stop it. <laughs> Rob Zombie's The Monsters all day long. So that's that. Uh, th- this is sad. The next thing I wanted to talk about was Ernest Scared Stupid director John Cherry has passed away. Oh. All right. That's sad. Well, it is sad. Damn. What else did Mr. Cherry make, do we know? Um... Let me give it a look. Uh, that Ernest Scared Stupid, though, is like one of my I love that helped get me into horror too. That kind of like ushered the rest of it in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like I, that that thing, man. I wore that VHS out. All right. So looking at Mr. Cherry's filmography, it looks like he did um, the majority of the Ernest movies. Yeah. He did Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Rides Again, Slam Dunk Ernest, Ernest to Africa, <laughs> Ernest in the Army, The All-New Adventures of Laurel and Hardy and Love or Mummy, 
and then Pirates of the Plain. He was also an actor in Ernest Goes to Africa and Ernest Goes or Ernest in the Army. So brave one to step in front of camera on those movies. Yeah, he he worked with uh, he worked with Ar- Ernest a lot. It, it would have seemed okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean it's that's sad he passed away. I um, I don't hold uh, Ernest Scared Stupid uh, in that special place for me because I don't have the nostalgia for it. Um, I was in high school at the time that that came out, so you know I thought I was too cool for that. Uh, I did watch Ernest Scared Stupid, though my kid really enjoyed it when he was young. So you didn't like it? Yeah, I mean, I do have those nice memories of it, watching okay. it with him. You know what I mean? Cool. Um, now, Ernest Goes to Camp, you know, came out when I was in, like, elementary school, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some of these uh, Ernest movies... Uh, you know, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas. Those two were really the ones where I was like a kid kid and enjoyed. Right. After that, not so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I remember watching Ernest Scared Stupid with my, my son when he was younger, and he really enjoyed it. So I got those memories of it, I guess. I, I Kind of like Rob, I, I don't really have the nostalgia for it. I saw it um, as an adult or right around there, maybe like late high school. Uh but I, I do think it's well done, you know, and I I think that's sad. I guess it was kind of, because Rob's a little older than me, Kat's a little younger than me, so I, I guess I was in that little sweet, sweet spot for it. I'm scared stupid. It makes sense. Yeah. Wore that shit out. Boy, love that one. Um, do-do-do-do-do. Next up that I want to talk about is Scream 6. There's a bunch of actors been confirmed this week are coming back. Five cream. Five cream part two, please. <laughs> Why? Yeah, let's take this seriously. Like you yeah. were Come on, doing call a by segment. Like, you, like, he just says it with the please at the end, too. Like, it's, like it's not going to be That's his name. No, it's literally not. <laughs> what about six cream? Is that his name? No. Scream six. No. Uh, uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk to Mr. Vanderbilt about it. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean there there was a whole list of actors, actresses, everybody coming back. I'd never like Scream has always been the one where it's like it's a big deal who's coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, usually no one gives a shit like who's coming back in the first. Like right. it's a big deal if someone does come back in the first. So my uh, my understanding is that. Um, the majority, at least, of the new characters are coming back, right? Yes. Which is great. Um, and then also Kirby is confirmed to be returning. That's what I heard. That's nice. A lot of people are really excited about the return of Kirby. I personally don't get it because I think Crazy Eyes Emma Roberts stole the show in Scream 4, but uh, there's a lot of love for Kirby, so I'm glad they were able to get her. Here's the thing with Kirby. When I remember the first time I saw Scream 4, Kirby was like my favorite character. And there have been things like Hellfest I was more excited to see because it had Kirby in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know the actress's name. She's always going to be Kirby. But <laughs> uh, I was excited for that. Uh, I think on the rewatch, like when we went back, when I watched Scream 4 for the episode that we did on it, and then after that uh watching it in preparation for five cream it's like i 
Uh, now that I know more about horror as a genre, now that I've been through my high school horror phase and just committed to it for the rest of my life, uh, Kirby doesn't know, like, when I was younger than Kirby, she was, like, the cool teenager that I wanted to grow up into, uh, but then when I was that teenager, it's like, Kirby doesn't know that much about horror, and she was really bad in survival situations, and I like her a little bit less than I used to. You that's know? fair. Yeah, that's I didn't hold her as, you know, she's a cool character, but... <laughs> okay. I've been on, like, both sides of that yeah. thing now, and... I like her. Yeah, not, no hate on Kirby for me, but just, I mean... Not gonna carry it away, right? But she's not Jamie Kennedy. I'm kind of in that same boat. Like it's, she seemed like a fine character, but whatever. She didn't have crazy eyes. But see, (laughs) and she also just one of my biggest pet peeves about Scream Four is that they got another horror enthusiast in there, but then when it was time for her to answer the trivia questions, she didn't even listen to the questions all the way through. She just started shouting movies, and then was like, "I'm right, right." Like she thought that was gonna matter. You're also, you're also wrong. How many times? Right, <laughs> like I, that scene fucking kills me. <laughs> yeah, and she had an attitude about it too. Like, yeah, like yeah. Mm. And it's like, what do you think you're proving here? All right. Um. Yeah. See, I think they should have held on to that. I know it's a sell. I get it, but I don't know. It would have been nice to just show up and be like, holy shit, fucking Kirby. It would have been a bigger deal to me. Um, um what did I have next? Oh, Terrifier 2. Uh, Damien Leon uh, previews gruesome return of Terrifier character. Rob, did you see this at all anywhere? I don't even know who Damien Leon is. And no, who I didn't plays know. Art. I thought that was David that was- Howard Thornton. Yeah. Oh, right. Director. My bad. I'm, All right. Uh, oh, we didn't do drink roll call. Oh, yeah. Drink roll call. I was, well, well, I was going to do it after the news, but. Okay. Well, we'll wait then. Yeah. I, I'm right. intoxicated. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just sent it to you guys on Twitter. <sighs> <laughs> and it's for Terrifier. How much better is that? Let me click on the thing. Very excited to see a returning character. Is it art? Because I kind of figured. Oh shit! Obviously, not. yeah, it's art. <laughs> oh. Who the fuck is that? The lady with the baby thing. Who? I think you need to rewatch Terrifier. I don't think I will. I don't think he's going to. I don't know One who this day he's is. going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's the woman with like who had like the baby. And remember, she had that moment with Art. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, wasn't thrilled about it. But her makeup looks great. She looks great. Does it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Is that what she's supposed to look like? I thought she just looked like a person. Yeah, but well, she I... got her face melted or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what happens to her. Something happened. Yeah, she got fucked up. She shouldn't have trusted Art. But, you know, she learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's coming back. Okay. Yeah, uh, looking forward to Terrifier 2, even though Rob's going to be a butthole about it. You don't know that, I might love it. 
even if you do love it, you're never going to give it what it needs, what it should be. Given. That's that is not true. If you know I what, love it, I will tell people I love it. You know what else sucks? Whenever it does come out, I'm going to have to listen to brag about, oh, Texas Chainsaw so much better. Yeah. No, that's coming. Um, what a take. <laughs> I know. I know. It's an interesting hill to die on, isn't it? it Extremely. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, you're the same way in a way, though, man. Can you just fucking no. leave Art alone? Nope. Well, um, all right. Uh, next thing I want to bring up is D. Snyder. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording here. Uh, he announced on Twitter that he's working on a horror movie and yeah. Strange Land <laughs> 2, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I gotta think that's what it is. Yeah, it's the only thing he's been looking to do since mm-hmm. the original came, came out. If, if by some off chance it's not Strange Land 2... I'll still be interested because he did such a good job with Strange Land, but I can't imagine what else it would be. Nothing else. Nothing. Like, I can't picture him moving on and just leaving it there. I, can't, I just can't. I just can't. So, yeah. Pat, how did you feel about uh, Strange Land and all that stuff? Uh, you know, I liked Strange Land. I don't remember it really well. I, I would have to do a rewatch, I think. Uh, before I watched a second one. Okay, that's fair. It was kind of like I didn't even. I haven't seen Strange Land. Uh, uh, Melly Bean came on the show forever ago, and we did Strange Land, and that was like I only seen bits and pieces of it before that, and I never watched it in its entirety. So yeah, that one kind of flew under the radar for me. Melly was on the show. Yeah. Oh wow. See, look, you didn't pay attention to poor Melly. Shame on you. This is why I'm everybody's favorite above you. I like Melly. I just didn't know she was on the show. Yeah, she brought on Strangeland. Um, Bobby was on. As you can imagine, he was a perfect gentleman. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, okay, the last thing I wanted to bring up, and I guess I got to send it to you guys on Twitter because I'm sure you missed <sighs> it. I'm sure. This is worth it. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game. There was some uh, actual clips of in-game stuff released. I am blown away at what they were able to recreate with this game. I can't wait. Uh, There is a video that came out, and it was like shots of the movie and shots like clips from the game. And it, man, they, it, it's mind blowing. It does look really good. It does. I know it's not going to change you guys' stance on whether or not you get it, play it, whatever, but their passion for this genre is like, you know, that's what every game company should be. Do you have any opinion on it, Rob? He got mad. I'm still watching the video. Oh. Excuse me. All right. No, it looked good. Yeah, that's good. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Side by side comparison of like shots from the movie to the the video game, uh, and they look great. Yeah. I mean, I look. I never doubted that Gun was going to do an amazing job with the game. It's just not the kind of game I'm going to play. Right. Right. Yeah. I just. God damn, man. Uh, 
then Evil Dead had come out. Uh, I've been playing Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a lot of fun. Oh, I didn't send you guys... Uh, let me see if I can find it while I'm talking about it. Uh, the, the Savini skin that they have on there. Uh, looks like a little... Like... Perverted? I don't know. Yeah, it's like a little BDSM kind of... Hold on. Tell me if you guys see it. Probably not, you sicko. No. <laughs> a friend of mine agreed to it. Look, like he's he's just in a... I don't know. It's just very, very... That looks like he's wrapped in duct tape. Right, like a... Like but in a, a kinky way. <laughs> like a leather duct tape. Like I, I don't know what the fuck. It looks like the crow. Honey. Mm. Awesome look. I like it. It's a really cool take on Ash. The game is fun too, by the way. Like I was telling a friend of mine that like the Evil Dead game is great. Like I love it. It's a lot of fun. I have a good time on it. Very complicated, still learning it. But that that Texas Chainsaw game, man, that's gonna be the fucking one. That one's gonna be the mind blowing one. And you know, these images I think back that up. Personally, I think it's gonna be the quarry. That's gonna be the one. Well that, that that's fair. That's super fair. Boy, it looks awesome. Yeah, and, and Texas Chainsaw does look awesome. I, I'm not going to deny that. It's just not the kind of game I want to play. That's fair. I'm looking forward to watching some streams of it, though. Nice. Yeah, they, like, I'm I, looking forward like, to watching Mikey looks get killed by Leatherface. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, uh, I I still have a heavy Friday the 13th in my gaming rotation. So, Evil Dead did not knock that out entirely. Yeah. Fun game. Got my ass whooped. That you would have liked if I was streaming that well. Oh, I wish. Yeah. Um, that's all I have for the news, I think. Yeah, that's mm. it. Mm. Let's do a drink roll call before we get into it. Okay. What uh, What are you drinking tonight, Kat? I am drinking vodka in a Dr. Pepper Dark Berry. What the hell is Dr. Pepper Dark oh Berry? God. It is a limited edition Dr. Pepper. It had the dumbest advertising campaign of all time. So, of course, I had to get one. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, was it? what was it? They were giving it out, like, all last month. They were letting people try letting celebrities try these if their name had Barry in it. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, so who tried this? Like uh, Holly Berry? I don't think they got Holly Berry, but I could be wrong. There were like a bunch of um, Okay. It's the people. best Berry. I'm trying to think of what Barry celebrities like. Who has Barry in their name? There were Drew, some. Drew Barrymore? Like, I honestly didn't know. I, I think Drew Barrymore got one. Um, huh. Interesting. There's a, there were like a lot of streamers that got them oh. and it's like, I have no idea who these people are. Right. Okay. But so it was kind of a weird campaign, uh, but it was, it, I, you know, it worked because here I, I am. S- I saw a commercial tonight for something called uh, Coca-Cola Starlight. Oh, Coca-Cola Starlight is so good. What is it? It's I honestly, to me, I I've heard like some pretty crazy claims. Um, I have a friend who swears up and down that it tastes like cotton candy and she's full of it. Uh Um, But, and then, you know, like on the can, it just fuck it. It's like, 
the taste of space or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? To me, it just tastes like Coke, but less sweet. Hmm. But your friend says it tastes like cotton candy. My friend swears up and down that it tastes like cotton Hmm. candy. And I almost didn't try it because it's like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But I, it doesn't. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> Your friend sounds kind of crazy. What do her eyes look like? <laughs> <laughs> please don't uh, make the guy cap. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, Mikey, what uh, what are you drinking tonight? Jack Daniels in a can. What what, what flavor? I have Downtown Punch. What the hell? All right. It's in a pink can. It's got like a grapefruit picture on it, and shit's good, man. All right, downtown punch. I'll oh, and I also re up on my gummies. All right, I got a new uh, new strand. I guess I think it's called strand. I don't know what they call them for gummies, but it's uh, no longer Delta Nine. It is THC zero, and I'm in love. All right, That's all I'm gonna say. All right, good for that. Yes, and I tonight am drinking margarita in a can. Holy Yay! shit! Yeah, I am already loaded. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm working on my second one, but oh, yeah, and, uh, they had the original margarita in a can that I bought the first time, the cut water, I think it's called, uh, lime margarita, and uh, yeah, holy shit, I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's just as effective as it was the first time I had it, so look out, this episode might get night, kind of crazy. I'm glad it's back. Also, I don't have them yet, but I've I've seen, they're starting to sell uh, mimosas in a can. Well, I'm going to see if I can get my hands on one of those. I almost went Moscow Mule in a can. And then, um, and I was looking for Paloma in a can, but they didn't have it. The only one they had was like a Paloma seltzer in a can. And I, I'm not trying to drink that. Yeah, I see those a lot. I see the yeah. Paloma seltzers. Yeah. So I did uh, go ahead and grab margarita in a can again. You'll be happy to know that the 7-Eleven that you hate so much, that go, they had a lot of canned <laughs> alcoholic beverages this time. Like, yeah. I had a look. That does not surprise me. Oh. Yeah. I'd like to find a place with a better selection, actually, of alcohol in a can. Go to 7-Eleven. I'm telling you. They had a lot of shit. <laughs> um, all right. <sighs> Rob. Mm-hmm. You picked this movie. I did. I picked this movie, yeah. Why? Because this movie is uh, a classic. Of course, we're talking about Seven from 1995. Uh, This is David Fincher's second best film, only uh, second to Zodiac. Um, Stars Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Kevin Spacey. It is uh, an amazing sort of serial killer film. And I thought it would be one that we would all enjoy Uh and be able to discuss on the show and bring it sort of together like a team building experience. Because everyone loves Seven. Before we move too far away from Zodiac, I just want to point out, um, Mikey, when we were talking about doing this, was not sure that it was enough of a horror movie, but I consider this to be much more of a horror movie than Zodiac. Yes. Yes, I would say this is more of a horror movie than Zodiac. Although I do see um, the argument that it's not a straight horror film. I uh, I can see it not being considered a straight horror film, right. but I just but it's I think very, it's interesting that this is the David Fincher movie we're having that conversation about. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very much a horror adjacent film in my mind. To me, this is as much horror as Silence of the Lambs. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, 
whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 and ahead no, no. of its time, like this laid a lot of groundwork for uh, whether or not Rob's about to get mad at me for this, but this laid a lot of groundwork for some of like the best torture porn movies mm-hmm. that you, came out in the early you can 2000s. Stop talking, cat. It I, like it or not, <laughs> but it happened. Like it's got that trap vibe, you know. Yeah, no. I, I felt the same thing when I was watching it this time around. I hadn't really thought of it in that context before, oh. but I did have that same thought. See, I had that uh, revelation the first time I saw Saw, because it's like, this is what Seven would be like if they showed more of that shit. Right. Yeah, you know, like if you extreme. showed the deaths instead of the investigating. I think that's one of the reasons I liked Saw so much, honestly. I'm mad as fuck the both of you right now, and just nobody cares. What? <laughs> How dare you? Like Silence of the Lambs, dude? No, no, no. To me, this is as much horror as Silence of the Lambs. Is. How could you say that? How is it not? How, yeah. Because even during the times of of Silence of the Lambs, where it is like a police procedural, because that that's pretty much what it is. Both of them. I, 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 I will. All right. First of all, I take exception exception with that. I I don't believe this is a police procedural at I at all. A lot of it is. No, I think this is a sort of exploration of, or a meditation on the evil of of people and, uh, yeah. and the, ap- the apathy that allows that evil to perpetuate itself in our world. Okay, fair points, fair points. But for, for a good portion of this movie, that's what it was to me. And man, fucking Sansa Lambs, even during those parts of those of that movie, it just the feel of everything is way darker than this movie could ever be. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, I don't I la- know. I laugh what... at the assertion that Silence of the Lambs is darker than this film. I, no. I wait, wait. I said the the per, feel of it, the procedural. Like even when they got into that, it just I don't know. It was slower. It was deeper. It was more dramatic. This the parts of this just it looked like CSI with Brad Pitt in it. I think this is one of the darkest films I've ever seen. This has some of the most... So here's the thing. I I can kind of see... There were a lot of really tense moments in Silence of the Lambs. I I can almost kind of see where you're coming from. There were... The imagery of Seven. They just... They really... This is a movie that really dances on the line of, like, how much can you show in a 90s movie? The fucking... The... um, The... What are they? The air fresheners? Yeah. Uh, hanging. That that's just one of those like scenes that stuck with me. The thing about all the air fresheners <laughs> that, that to me that it's always uh, remarkable is I remember seeing that the first time and thinking, "What the fuck? Why are there all these air fresheners?" Because you don't see anything other than the air fresheners. Yeah. Um. I to me, I, first of all, let me say I love Silence of the Lambs. It's a great movie. Can't tell. Um, so I'm I'm not I'm not trying to shit on Silence of the Lambs. I think it's a wonderful film. Uh Jonathan Demme did a hell of a job making that movie. I think it's terrific. But to me, this movie is just as much of a horror film as that one is. And I find this one to be much darker and much more of a of a bleak film than Silence of the Lambs. This one scares me more. I wish I could slap the shit out of you right now, Rob. Say that, like you, that that one, that one is like to me. I 
That's like a Gregism. Really? To me, yeah. I mean, you might okay. be the Greg here, Mikey. I Greg. <laughs> I I can see in its entirety this went above me on what Sansa Lambs did, but you know, and 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 I'm saying in certain areas, even without that shit, even without having all that in there, all the extra like the effects were really good in this movie too. By the way, uh, seven. I'll give it that. I'm not saying it's a piece of shit. I'm not sitting up here saying that, but I don't know, man. Like that whole to like Hannibal Lecter himself, dude, is so fucking creepy. And I think I guess it's more to the imagination because Seven shows you a lot more than Sansa Lambs did. But I don't know. I I just it felt like CSI New York with fucking Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Oh man, I don't know how you could say. It. I love everything about this movie down to the opening credits. I think the opening credits to this film are like the greatest opening credits ever. They're gorgeous. And also, I had forgotten uh, about the soundtrack. I really love the soundtrack to this movie. And the guy who did the opening credits, this is just a a little trivia I found about this movie. I found all this trivia about this movie because I thought, well, we're all going to love it. So we're going to need something to spice up the episode. Now Mikey's over here being a dick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, the opening credits, they they got a guy uh, who was an intern on the film. He was like a student, I think, at NYU or something. I, I don't remember what school. And he was interning on the film, and, and he asked if he could take a shot at the opening credits. And now he is considered one of the guys to go to as far as credits are concerned in Hollywood. Um, Zack Snyder said about him that a lot of people are afraid to use this guy. Because he'll make brighter credits than they can a film. <laughs> he's the credits guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like the go-to credits guy. Yeah. No, there was a credits guy. Yeah, there is apparently, and it's this guy, and he did an awesome job on this movie. And he did, he did. I'm not gonna take that far. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> you just—I want you to know, I was already sour on this movie. You made it so much fucking worse with this Sons of the Lamb shit. I just want you to know that. But why? Why were you sour on this movie, Mikey? Because it's because not a horror that... movie. Okay. But is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Like right. I, and I knew it was, I knew, I said it, right? I was looking out you like, did. Right, let's see. I you did. It. When I suggested it, you said, is that even a horror film? And I sat there and I said, let's fucking see. And God damn it, I was right. All right. All right. Well, I will say that, in my opinion, this is as much a horror film as Silence of the Lambs. I hate you so much. That might be the worst thing I've ever heard you like to piss me off the most. That might be what it. what I don't understand what the difference is. You already said this one shows you more. But without Silence of the Lambs showing you much, it's still to me, still miles ahead of what this is. All right. Just the way I see it. Personally, that is how I see. Uh, I but like I said before, the they they did show you. Okay, out of all the fucking police procedurals that there are, there have ever been, uh, I also want to point out I still have not sat down to see Spiral. Don't know when the hell that's going to be. I'd imagine that this is very much what that was like. No, 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 at all. Okay, no, no, okay. not at all. Although well, I. I would not be at all surprised to find out that this was an influence of Spiral, but they missed the mark. Like, yeah. 
Because it, it does have that kind of, it's a lot more focused on the procedural aspects, and it shows a lot less. Uh, this but, is what Spiral wanted to be, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. I could see this being, like, the goals for Spiral. Right. Let me ask you this, Mikey. Let, let's let's forget about whether or not Seven is a horror movie. We're okay. not going to agree on that. Let's forget about that for a second. As a movie, did you like it? Did you like the characters? Did you like the story? Um. Yeah. Yeah. The story was cool. Yeah. See, and I think that's the thing. Like, I'll kind of get stuck on something because, like I said, I had that in my head going in. I'm like, I know this is gonna be. And then I'm waiting for I'm waiting for it to turn into a horror movie. And it's not happening. It's not happening. And I'm more and more sitting there going, you son of a bitch. And but it, I mean, as a movie, sure. But you got to keep in mind, too. I normally don't like movies like that. Like, I'm not the, you know, fucking right. taken guy and all that right, shit. Right. Like, like I, you don't like good movies. I love good movies. But you don't like this one. <laughs> That's what this is. This is a good movie. That's it. Nothing more, nothing well, less. Well, I mean, some would say it's a great film. That's getting carried away now. I mean, if if you look at IMDb, this is on their top 20 films of all time. Didn't we? Oh, no, I tried to ban uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah. Said no. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some Rotten Tomatoes stuff today. I've got yeah. some IMDb stuff today. I mean, uh, this, is, this is basically everyone loves this movie who sees it. That's why I thought that we would all love it. And to me, it's horror enough to justify being covered on the show but apparently I would definitely it's not say no, that it's is. horror enough it's yeah. yeah i mean like kat said we did zodiac if we did zodiac we could do this yeah but to my be opinion. fair i had never seen zodiac it had i known <laughs> i would have never suggested zodiac right but zodiac is is an amazing film it's an okay movie because as great as seven is it's still david fincher's second best film <laughs> I so critically, you might be right. I do prefer seven though. Seven has a higher place in my heart. All right. Um, I also have a lot more nostalgia for seven though, which yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think of the ending, Mikey? <sighs> I, First I of all, go ahead. Before we get to that, let let's let's. I, have you seen this before? No. All right, because Kat, you clearly have. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I saw it in theaters. I've seen it a bajillion times. I love this movie. Um, I was too young to see it in theaters. But I do have the collector's edition that looks like the composition notebook. Uh Uh-huh. That was fun. I got to break that out for the first time in a while. Thanks for reminding (laughs) me that I'm old, cat. I appreciate it. Every chance you get. Um, All right. So this this was your first time, Mikey, right? Okay. All right. And um, what did you think of the indie? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty basic ending. I didn't like it. I actually noted the ending that the ending sucked, and I noted that. (laughs) I noted that before I fin the ending finished, like him in the car talking to him, like uh, that. That soured me a little bit too because I was like getting ready for this whole big fucking build up and this and that, and like like how long are you gonna sit and talk to a guy in a fucking back seat? That's when I put the ending sucked because I seen how much time was left. Um, the it, it was it was a decent ending. I mean, that whole lead up to it is a fucking womp. But but Somerset even says that in the movie, right? Yeah, I know. he says, you know, we catch this guy. It's not going to be the devil. He's just going to be a guy. I know, and that's the fucking thing. Because 
that's all it is. That's all, if it if it would, I think they should have been darker, crazy, or something. It's just the fucking dude sitting in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, but that ending is so amazing. Called amazing. He shot really? the guy in the back of the head, or, or in the whatever. He shot the guy in the head. Nobody oh. won. Is yeah, the but thing. He, he won. John he, Dovey. He went out to show indie. the last two bodies, and one of those bodies wasn't even dead yet, and he still fucking won. <laughs> okay. I, I it it was clever. It was okay. I didn't think it was anything. I was expecting more, maybe. Right. Well, the ending is is the subject of a lot of controversies. Why I bring it up? How so? Um, the studio hated the ending. But they're smart. When the when the script was turned in, and they asked that it be changed, and there was actually an alternate ending written, which had um, John Doe instead of uh, killing Tracy, she was kidnapped by him, and then Somerset and Mills had to run off and try to save her before time ran out. Terrible. Um, they, when they sent the script to Jonathan, uh, to, uh, sorry, David Fincher, um, they sent the wrong script to him and they sent the original ending, which is the one that's in the film. And wow. then he said that he would only direct it if they gave him the original ending, if he could do that. And they said, okay, but then they persisted to try to get him to change it. And Brad Pitt insisted that they ah. keep the ending. And he said that if they didn't, if they changed the ending, he wouldn't do it. Well, that's a Brajol move right there. <laughs> yeah, they had they had a couple of different endings in mind, actually. There was the one with the kidnapping, and Brad Pitt insisted that they keep uh, the original ending. And then for a while, there was a thought that maybe instead of having Mills shoot John Doe, they would have Somerset do it. But Brad Pitt argued that Mills had to be the one to, to shoot John Doe, that it didn't make sense for Somerset to do it. Um, so they went with Mills, but then there was also another ending, which had um, Mills shooting John Doe, and then it turns out that um, it wasn't really Mills's wife's head in the box, but a lookalike, and so he went to prison for shooting this man for no reason, and then Somerset gave Tracy his house that he had planned on retiring in in the country so that she could raise their baby. See, I would have liked that more. See, no, that, that's, that's way too convoluted. That misses the point of the whole. Yeah, yeah but ultimately long. they went with the ending that, that we got. And that's the one that, that David Fincher really wanted to use and the one that Brad Pitt felt they should use. Um, David Fincher had just come off Alien 3 um, in which he was jerked around by executives at the studio so much that the film doesn't look like what he had originally envisioned. And he had decided that if they weren't going to let him make his vision for the film, he wasn't going to do it. At one point, he told someone he would rather die of colon cancer than make another movie after that. Um, But the executives at New Line thought that the executives at Fox, who fucked with Fincher on Alien 3, were out of their minds. So they gave him a shot with Seven. I just picture Brad Pitt standing by the coffee machine and hearing about the hard time he's getting with the ending. He's like, watch this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut that shit all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so I, I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like um boy, I, I'm really surprised that you don't like this movie, Mikey. 
This is not how I thought this episode was going to go. <laughs> I, I really would have liked that other ending where dude, like, he goes to jail for shooting him for no reason. Because, like, I don't know. It's, I can see in story-wise how that doesn't go. But that would have been a more interesting ending to me. All right. So, Kat? Yeah. Let's circle back around then to, is there anything about Seven you don't like? Um... I have two problems with the film. I want to see if you hit on either of them. Uh, no, there's very little about the film that I dislike. I think if I had a complaint about it, it it kind of touches on one of my favorite aspects of the movie also. Uh, but it is very pleasing for literary nerds up to a certain point. I'm actually really glad we're talking about it this week because uh, I'm taking a class right now on Dante's Divine Comedy. Uh, of course uh, you are. Which is because <laughs> that is of... the most cat thing ever. <laughs> uh, well, it's like a it's a pretty big theme in this movie. Uh, there's a lot of correlation, and I I really appreciate aspects of it. But, <laughs> uh, and they they bring it up in the movie. Like they were aware that it was kind of a problem. He he takes influence from a lot of these books, uh Paradise Lost, Divine Comedy. The Canterbury Tales was mentioned, uh which I was surprised by. I, I was surprised by that a, too. A bit confused perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but like they have this list of books and then they point out correctly in the movie that it's um that they that even though he's supposed to take all these inspirations from this and they have like the library scene and they have a lot of like the same thematic crossover uh the crimes are approached in a very different way and as they pointed out a very different order than what you would expect i think having like studied uh purgatory uh purgatorio mm -hmm. you know okay so that that kind of i <laughs> It, it irked me a little bit, especially because I think they could have done them in the same order, you know? Okay. I don't know. My uh, my problems with the movie, there are two of them, and um, they're much simpler than what, you, <laughs> than what you stated. The first one is that... Um, <clears throat> oh, was one the leather shop? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of them is the uh, the cop um, in the... In their, I believe they're riding in, the, in their car um somerset and mills and they're talking about whether they've ever pulled and fired their their gun before or not and somerset tells or i'm sorry mills tells a story about them going on a uh a raid and um he sees a guy go through the door and the uh, the suspect or whatever they're trying to apprehend opens fire and it hits him in the arm and spins him around like a top <laughs> and then he talks about how he rode in the ambulance with the guy and the guy died right there. And I'm just like, who dies from a shot in the arm? <laughs> you know, like that doesn't make sense to me. And then also um, a bigger problem that I have, a bigger issue that I've had with the movie is that we spend two hours with these cops as they do this investigation, following them around. And none of their police work really pays off that much because at the end, John Doe just turns himself in. Right. In that way, it is a lot like Spiral. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I do feel like that's a, a bit of a letdown. That's that dumb. He just turns himself in instead of them catching him. Now, they do cause him to speed up his timeline some. Uh, and they do, of course, show up as an apartment when he's that long chase scene and everything between Brad Pitt and him. 
but I, I do feel like uh, there's there's a bit of we spend this in, you know two hours with these detectives, and none of their police work really matters all that much. That pissed me off so much. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. he just turns himself in. Yeah, I do. I do find that to to be a bit of a, a letdown in the film. Hannibal escaped. Don't start with Hannibal. He killed two people on his way out. John Doe could have killed two people on his way out if he wanted. <laughs> could he have gotten out of that that maximum security prison though, or whatever the hell building that was? No, I don't know. Definitely I don't not. Probably, probably. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but Kevin Spacey's not mentioned in the opening credits anywhere. Really? Yeah, and he's also not on any of the marketing materials. He's he's not listed on the poster. He wasn't in any of the marketing materials with the movie. That was because David Fincher didn't want to give away who John Doe was. Um, okay. and, and Kevin Spacey was happy with it because it meant he didn't have to do any press for the movie. People didn't <laughs> know he was in it. So he said he was, you know, he was more than happy to sit back and let Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt have to do all the interviews and everything. Um, he is mentioned twice in the closing credits. As soon as the movie ends, you'll notice, I, I believe it says something like Kevin Spacey is John Doe is one of the first things that appears on screen, maybe the first. And then he's also mentioned in the credits role itself, but he's not mentioned in the opening credits of the film. David Fincher thought it would give away who the killer was. True. Um, um, can I tell you one more thing? Another thing that I enjoyed about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear something you like about, nice. you know, one of the best movies of all time. Go ahead. Okay. Let's get carried away with that. <laughs> I would put this, I would put this in my top, 25 movies of all time. Okay. All right. <laughs> Nowhere to get. We we heard Greg's top 10 last week. You're you're gonna your 25 must be around as bad. I don't have a I don't have a list. I'm just ballparking right. that this would easily be 25. That's insane. But okay, fair enough. Uh one thing I did like, and probably what I like the most about this movie were the sets. They did a great job with all the sets, like in a couple of spots. Um, that big fucker, like in the at the very beginning, he was in the chair and he was dead. Mm -hmm. First of all, the effects for him were, were phenomenal, but you know, just sh scenes like that. There were a couple. Um, I forgetting all even the precinct, like that office with all the fucking desks and shit. Mm -hmm. Like it, it looked dingy. It looked darker and, and, and mm -hmm. just I, I don't. It looked perfect. You know, there was a yeah. couple when they found uh, uh the way with that dude in the bed. With all the notes and shit, whatever hanging from the set, it looked great. Like shit like Every, that, I love it. Everything about this movie was supposed to be bleak. Um, yeah. That's why it rains the entire movie. The yeah, only time, so. the only time there's not rain is at the end, uh, the final scene when they're in the desert. Um, it rains the entire time in this film, um, and that worked out for two reasons. One, they said it added to the bleakness, but the other thing was that it. They didn't have to worry about bad bad weather that well, way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, it wouldn't cancel a shoot. If it was raining, they would just let it rain. If it wasn't, they would create their own rain. Um, how did Rob? You're into movies and all that shit, like heavy. Like, how did they? Like, what is the most common way they do that? Well, they have rain machines. They, have they rain literally machines? just have machines yeah. that that shoot water. Yeah, wow. and, and they use that in a combination of usually rain machines and like fans. Like big industrial size fans. 
not to bring up a hose, but like I, I would just think you just had some dude with a fucking hose. Like, <laughs> yeah, a couple. Feet I mean, back sort of, uh, almost. Yeah, I mean, they just have yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was it was supposed to be it was supposed to be bleak all all the time, and the sets were very bleak. As a matter of fact, when they showed up, uh, uh, there was a, a story that the one of the producers of the movie showed up on set one day just to sort of check up on how it was. When they were, uh, and it was when they were shooting the the fat guy, the the gluttony mm-hmm. murder scene, and he walked into the scene that uh, the set that they had, they had set up, and that uh, spaghetti sauce had been around for like three weeks or something, oh. <laughs> and it just smelled terrible. And he apparently he walked in and walked out and went, "Okay, everything's good," and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that yeah, the guy who had to be the fat guy in the movie wore you had to wear that makeup like in those prosthetics for like 10 hours a day or whatever that and sucks. david fincher to make it up to him he made his uh his dick look really huge in the autopsy scene <laughs> you know he did I, I was talking to somebody and they were like how's the movie going right before that moment i was like eh, it's got up oh, there's a dick <laughs> yeah that was the way david fincher made it up to him give him a huge package fair yeah, that would make it up to me. Um, yeah, I mean the, the effects look great. Uh, that dude looked fucking perfect. I think that was that was a great way to start too because. I don't know, like that, that whole, the effects that they did on that guy, like embodied what they were trying, like what that whole movie was supposed to be perfectly, in my opinion. And that, that's kind of like, I seen that and I got excited. I was like, oh shit. Okay. But then it fucking slowed down. Police work. Fucking Brad. I don't know. You can't put somebody as handsome as Brad Pitt and someone who talks as perfectly as Morgan Freeman and me to think it's a horror movie. Like it's too pretty. It's too perfect. Like I can't do that. Maybe that's what it was. But what about the relationship between the two characters? Isn't that interesting to you? For like a Starsky and Hutch spinoff that's dark? Yeah, sure. But Starsky and Hutch? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like a dark version of Starsky and Hutch? Sure. Like Some of the people that turned down those roles in this movie, by the way, mm-hmm. um, they had offered the uh, Brad Pitt role to Denzel Washington. Hmm. Uh, he turned it down because he said the script was too dark and evil for him. <laughs> um, the Morgan Freeman role of Somerset had been offered to Al Pacino, who turned it down because he was already committed to making City Hall. And uh, to Gene Hackman, who turned it down because there were too many night shoots and he didn't want to do it. Um, and the Gwyneth Paltrow role of Tracy was offered to Christina Applegate. Who who turned it down? I will say I had completely forgotten it was Gwyneth Paltrow who was in this movie. Yeah, and uh, that was a bit of a shock. <laughs> she didn't want to do it at first, and then they cast Brad Pitt, who was her boyfriend <laughs> at the time. And David Fincher said, "Can you get Gwyneth Paltrow to meet with me?" <laughs> and uh, he did, and and she took the role after meeting with David Fincher about the movie. Um. So yeah, sort of a, a roundabout way of getting Gwyneth Paltrow on the movie. Um, I would have liked so- uh, 
uh, saying Denzel. it's a dark Starsky and Hutch is uh, sort Sacrilegious. of sacrilegious. <laughs> really, really, really underestimating what this movie has. I'm exaggerating with the, with the relationship between Somerset and Mills. I I think it's very interesting. Uh, I is. find the the relationship between those two characters to be infinitely fascinating. Uh, I, I have felt like when I was younger and I watched this movie, I'm much more related to Mills and his character and the way that he went off uh, sort of emotion and uh, and anger or whatever. And uh, now that I'm uh, and, and the oldest man alive, uh, I feel like I, I much more identify with Somerset and Morgan Freeman's sort of viewpoint on the world. Uh, I think there's a lot more to this movie than you're giving it credit for, Mikey. Like I said, I'm I'm having fun with it a little bit, but exaggerating. But yeah, okay. You see that type of dynamic in most cop movies. Training Day, you know. Granted, different, but you know, there's something there. I would say Training Day is a, a good movie, and probably Denzel's cop movie when this should have been. Um, I think this is an infinitely better film than Training Day. That, that you're out of your mind. No, 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 no. Training He's Day right. is incredible. No, absolutely no. guys. We're, we're never gonna see eye to eye on that one. Never, <laughs> never, never, never. I love Training Day. All right. That's, um, <laughs> that's where we're at with it. <laughs> <laughs> so the screenwriter of this movie. Uh, a guy named Andrew Kevin Walker was working at Tower Records when he wrote the screenplay. Um, said he wrote it about his time living in New York City because he hated living in New York. Um, when he was done with it, he didn't really know anybody. So he just looked up agents that <laughs> represented people who wrote like gritty cop stuff. <laughs> And uh, he finally found one who agreed to to try and help him sell the script under one condition. And that condition was that Walker um, get therapy. <laughs> Hell. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 first of all, I'm so baffled by the fact that Mikey doesn't like this movie. Um, because literally, I think in my 45 years on earth, you're the first person I've ever met who doesn't like Seven. <laughs> it's not that I don't like it. it. It's just, I watched it waiting for a horror movie, man. You know, and, and it wasn't there. It's like, damn it. So, uh, and even even that, okay, take that away. Take the, the horror movie thing away. It was just an average movie. To me. This is average? Maybe slightly above it. Mikey's you know, watching like, like goddamn masterpieces that we've never saying, heard about. Right, I would love to live in your world where this is an average movie. Terrifier, goddamn. I'm just no, kidding. for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, you can see what's happening in this movie. Uh, I mean, I did like that it was, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to keep saying police procedural because that's what I thought it was. But, you know, it it definitely th- this was the most other than I mean I don't know if saw counts for some of them but you know th- this was the most involved I've seen as, on a horror aspect the, the heaviest hand with horror 
in a movie like this. And I don't know, man. I, I just, for some reason, could not. I got into it, but it's just like it would I would lose it. And then I'd look at it and be like, oh, wow, they did that. Really. Like with greed on the floor. And shit mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I like I'm like, oh shit, look at that. And then a few minutes later, it'd be back down with the fuck boring police shit. And I'm like, oh my fucking god. And that's how it was. It just it couldn't it got there, it got right to the fucking tracks. It was about to go over the hill, and then it rolled backwards. See, I guess I don't find the I didn't find the police stuff boring because I felt like the interplay and the relationship between Somerset and Mills was fascinating to me. Um, just just their two different views on the world i also Um, like because mikey keeps bringing up how they play with that cop dynamic a lot in police movies uh but i don't think it was quite as black and white in seven usually there's like the idealistic young dude and then you know the guy that's seen too much and there is that structure in seven but neither one of them is those lines get a lot more blurred here i think agreed like somerset you know he's retiring he's kind of you you can see his just how tired he is with the city but he tries to convince himself that he's doing it because he believes more noble things. So in a way, he's kind of more of an idealist where the guy that's coming in and trying to solve stuff and like believes in their job has a lot more practicality about it, you know? And I I think just like that subtle change on the trope makes this a lot more complex. And neither one of them is squeaky clean. No. I mean, we see Somerset pay off the FBI guy to get the list. of stuff, you know, of, of library books that people have checked out of, you know, the flagged books, which is at the time illegal, by the way, uh, just so you know, that's not illegal anymore. The Patriot Act, Patriot Act made that legal. Uh, <laughs> but at the time it was illegal. Um, so we see him using those methods and we see later George, uh, um, George, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking drunk. <laughs> uh, we see Brad Pitt's character uh, Mills. Uh, kick in the door at the house right, at the apartment of John Doe and say, well, we're going to have to figure out something now and then pay off the homeless lady uh, the, or the drug addict anyway to to say that she called it in. Um, so neither one of them are squeaky clean like you would see in a normal police procedural. Fair. That's fair. But I said, you know, I have a little, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, it's... It's not far off of that that dynamic, and and like I said, I don't like movies. Although Training Day is the exception, I love Training Day as mentioned. But you know, for the most part, I don't like movies like that. Right, but this is better than Training Day, so I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> That's blasphemy. Like that Training Day is one of the greatest movies ever made. I mean, Seven's yeah, average. Yeah, it's it's a good movie, but not as good as Seven. Um, that's and crazy. not nearly as horror movie issues. So. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get the argument that you're making that this isn't a horror movie. I'm not sure that I agree with it. Um, I think this is definitely horror adjacent. Uh, yes. At the at, at the very least, uh, I personally do consider it a horror movie, 
but but people who say well they don't i i i get that um you know a lot of places a lot of websites that you look at have it listed as a thriller um so i i can understand that argument to say that it's not a good movie though i mean i i don't get that at all it's not a good it's not a great horror movie and i guess i could say it's, it's not it, it's not cuz i i i could but i'm I don't think it's a quote what people like if you were to go down the checklist horror movie. Right. But I, I can like I I'm not mad at you for saying it is. Okay. I, I mean, and I'm not going to argue with you saying that, that you right. don't think it's not either. I, I'll be, you know, I, I get that. I it has think, enough, like you said. Right. Um, and, But I'm, I'm just trying to really figure out what your problem is with it, because the story is interesting. The characters are interesting. The performances are interesting. It's also, shot beautifully. Everything about it is good. I don't understand. <laughs> also, I feel like I'm going to jinx this by bringing it up, but Mikey, you're always like very quick to point out how long movies are. Yeah. And this didn't have you like you aren't the one bringing that up. I was shocked even having like just sat down to watch Seven again. I was shocked when it ended. And I saw that it was over two hours. Like it just, it went by so fast. Mm. It didn't for me. I, mean, I, I noticed. Were you, were you bored? A little bit. Dream, but what? I mean, oh. <laughs> but like, it's the, and like the worst part of it, like the, the most bored I was, was that car ride at the end. When he's talking in the back, and that should be the last fucking time that I'm bored, and that stuck out to me so hard. I was like, "Why is this part here? Who thought in a two-hour movie where you could shave time, you didn't think to, you know, cut that a little bit?" I like the car ride at the end. I don't, I don't know what your problem was with it. I mean, I get it if you were expecting something more than just I a was. guy, but we had already been told earlier in the movie. That this is just going to be a guy, I no know. matter what. But how many just a guy? Like Hannibal Lecter was just a guy, right? Everybody's—it's just a guy. But he was—that was such an interesting character and everything. This was just some dude, like oh, in every way imaginable. It was just some dude. Cat, mm. help me out here. I—I—I'm I, baffled. I—I'm just as confused as you. I thought, like you said. Um, I wasn't the one that picked this, but I was kind of excited because I thought we were going to come together for seven. You thought. I did. <laughs> you know, you thought. It's literally one of the best performances of Brad's career, Brad Pitt's career, one of the best of Morgan Freeman's career. It's made by David Fincher, one of the best directors of our time. Uh, I, I, I don't know what more you expected. I don't know. The ending was lackluster. I, After all that. I, I, the ending. I would, Certainly you're not talking about what's in the box, what's in the box. <laughs> one of the like, most iconic incredible. ends. One of the most right. well-known ends. <laughs> I thought. I thought. And I would have sworn if you had asked me, I'd have bet a bajillion dollars on the fact that we saw her head in the box and we don't. Right. That would have been cool. But it didn't matter to me. It still works. There's that flash of her. 
And we see Mills struggling because he knows what the right thing to do is. Right. But he does the, 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 it's, it's hard to say it's not the right thing when he shoots him, but he does that thing anyway, which isn't quite the right thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what it is, man. That's how I feel. Doubling down. Do you guys foresee me? Like, do you think I'm going to get in trouble on Twitter for this? Yes. Also, uh, yes, because I would pay this movie. cash money for you to read. Uh, <laughs> for you to read Dante, I. You're talking about the ending being lackluster, but I one of the things that I really appreciate about the end is because they make a big deal about uh you know pulling all of these references uh from Purgatorio into the movie. Purgatorio has one of the dullest ends to a book I've ever <laughs> So thematically it's very appropriate, but like when you read it, it's just it, it it's very anticlimactic. And I love that they were able to get like the same self-aggrandizing transformative themes into the end of seven in a way that was a twist and exciting and and everything that uh Dante did not do. And I just when you said that the end was bad. I just, man. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was bad. I used lackluster. <laughs> that, that didn't mean bad. When you said it was lackluster, and like it's, I want the more man. Like the head in the box would have been fucking cool as shit, man. That, that... no, it's no. It. <laughs> but we I talk about this plays... on the show all the time. Like, there's nothing that they can show that's going to live up to what your imagination is telling you is in that box. That's, that's exactly true. what that's I was going to say. Yeah. And I bring that, I'm the first one. I just argued that with Greg last week. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't have taken much to show me. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I hate to tell you this, Mikey, but you're the Greg in this episode. That sucks. But uh, <laughs> and Twitter's <laughs> going to agree. I Maybe think. so, but that's how I feel. Okay. You know what a good example is? <laughs> Fucking scream. Scream five. The ending, like you know, who the killers were and the, yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Like, it kind of was like, oh, okay. Well, we seen at least one of them coming. And you know, a lot of people seen both. And it's like, you know, okay, you pick random characters, no one really gives a fuck. But but the movie was so fucking good that I did not even care. It didn't bother me at all. I didn't even take points off. Because mm-hmm. it's just the movie was so fucked good, I don't care. Mm-hmm. This the this, this didn't have enough for me to not care. So you're saying this isn't as good as Five Cream? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, get the fuck no out of here! <laughs> Are you kidding me, Cat? Come on, really? You're no, I'm not going to help you with this. This is incredible. This is a great movie. I'll, movie, and I make this case a lot, but like. Listen, if I'm having a party, uh, if I'm getting drunk with friends, I would probably rather watch Five Cream. But, like, there's no way that critically it's a better... It, it doesn't hold a candle to seven from a critical standpoint. It just The doesn't. way this thing is shot, the way it's directed, the way it's acted... The influence it had. It This movie is so far beyond Five Cream, it's unimaginable, Mikey. 
And so we were talking, I, I know I kind of brought this up like in specific subgenre terms, but you were talking about it not being a horror movie. I, I think that's kind of irrelevant. It influenced horror in such an intense way, you know, like even if you don't want to count it as a horror movie, it, it grandfathered in a lot of stylistic changes in a lot of storytelling and it just it had such a huge impact this movie is one of the few that you can call a masterpiece and not be laughed out of the room what he's trying to laugh you out of the room i don't understand what what is happening right now (laughs) i I don't i don't i i'm so baffled by the fact that we don't all love this movie i want you to both know Jesus is listening to both of you. Right? <laughs> All right. I was so prepared to come into this movie and not have much to say about it because we were all going to be sucking its dick that I had all this trivia lined up about it. I so here's the thing. I and I keep coming back to this as well, but it's like I just feel like if we were going to have this fight with Mikey, it would have been about Zodiac. Seven seems like the more obvious like common denominator. Well, let's let's not kid ourselves. Zodiac is a better movie, but Zodiac um, actually happened too, which I know isn't fair. But you know, it, it yeah. But but seven is this is seven is in Zodiac. These are the reasons why David Fincher is maybe the greatest director of our time. Okay. Uh, okay, I I wouldn't go anywhere near that far. All right. Well, Brad Pitt has called this one of the most perfect movies he's ever made. Brad Pitt also also left fucking Jennifer Anderson for Angelina Jolie. So let's not <laughs> take his what he thinks. What about our what about the little shots of humor? Did you enjoy any of that? Oh my god. The the two that really got me, I actually had those written down in my notes. I have two uh, when, on my notes also. I wonder if they're the same. Or close. <laughs> that would be amazing. When he comes out to the car and he's just all exasperated and he's like fucking Dante. Because um, <laughs> that's been my last like two weeks taking this class. Where yeah, I, I've been exasperated and mad. I, um, I can see that because I've, I've tried to read Dante before and I've <laughs> given up. Um, that is not one of mine, though. Oh, uh, and the, my other one is um the, when he just like... They're at the crime scene, and he just starts casually narrating what's going on, where he's just like, now Somerset's on the furniture. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah, no, that is not one of mine either, although very funny. Uh, my two are, uh, the first one is the captain sitting at just a random desk, and the phone's ringing. <laughs> and he picks it up, and he goes, this isn't even my desk, and he hangs up. Just hangs up. <laughs> Makes me laugh. And then the second one is Mills being so pissed off about his $50 when he thinks that, that <laughs> they didn't get anything for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I love those. Those made me laugh a lot. Um did you notice in the uh, the scene where they go to the leather shop and they uh, did, did check out the custom piece that John Doe had made? They uh, the guy says, uh, "Yeah, he was a guy with a limp and everything." In the background, there's a guy with a limp that they show staring at the detectives. No, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, I was um, really distracted by the leather scene. It wasn't necessarily a problem that I had with the movie, but it did strike me as a little bit odd because they're just like out on the main street and there's just like a weird fetish shop. 
And when they were like custom leather commissions, I was like, well, that seems, you know, because there are a lot of leather accessories, I'm sure. But then they go Mm -hmm. in there and it's just like, you know, BDSM gear. And I was like, is that a thing that they would just have out (laughs) there? Yeah. And thematically, you know, the whole New York is a seedy underbelly of a city and everything's, Mm -hmm. you know, going to shit. It's like, I think it makes sense. That's what I was going to ask. Where do you guys think this was set? Oh, well, I knew it was influenced by New York. I guess I don't actually know mm-hmm. where it was what about, set. What about you, Mikey? Did you have anything in mind? No, like, I mean, where... kind of like Cat. I figured it was based off of New York. I didn't really put much thought into yeah. it. So. Um, it does feel not... kind or of Chicago. like Gotham City. It's never <laughs> really explicitly stated in the film. Um, they did shoot it in um, L.A. and Philadelphia. Hmm. Um, but it's never stated exactly where it's set. Although there, there are, I think there are hints that it's New York, uh, is where it's set in, in the fact that at one point, I don't remember, I think it's Gwyneth Paltrow who says upstate. Yeah. Which is very much a New York thing. Um, yeah. So I would think, yeah, those kind of weird leather BDSM things are more acceptable in that hellhole where Mikey lives. Uh, <laughs> well, crap. Where they're just toxic waste filled okay. trash cans <laughs> sitting around. This isn't, this isn't Jason Tate's been happening. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always assumed that it was New York as well, but I, I, I did read online there were, uh, there's actually quite a debate about this. Um, ultimately, the answer is it's sort of a fictional place. Like it's not really set anywhere, it's just sort of a place like any big city. But a lot of people, there are some people who have argued for it being Chicago and some who argued for it being New York. Yeah, I figured New York or, or, or Chicago. Chicago wouldn't shock me either. Yeah. Oh, I was just in Chicago and it's a nice city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. New York's a dump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, like, even where I'm from, man, it's just got to be shit on. There's nothing I can have or do ever. <laughs> Fucked up, dude. But like I said, Jesus is listening to you. <laughs> okay. That's how you, the road you want to go. That's fine. I'm just saying I had a good time in Chicago. That's all. Mm. <sighs> uh, uh, I have one other thing that I want to bring up. I th- There's a lot of stuff I could talk about with this film. And I will say also, just as like a side note, uh, as someone that has also on and off struggled to read Dante, Having actually done it has given me a deeper level of appreciation for some of the themes that they were trying to, because like there's that montage where it's just kind of like all clips and pieces where they touch on some really important themes that had always kind of gone over my head before. Uh, So that was kind of nice. Uh, I could talk about that a lot. But the one last note that I had that I really wanted to address, it's a very, it, it seems like such an insignificant thing. But I'm obsessed with the um, composition note prompts, uh, like props that they had in the movie, where not only, first of all, they have like the giant stack. It was like 250 notebooks, Mm -hmm. uh, which, and they looked great. You know, they looked used. They did a very good job, uh, very consistent prop department. I have a note on that. So go Uh, ahead. But I love, because when they have the one that is open, it's so subtly unhinged to see someone writing in double lines 
Like, I, I don't know why that's always just kind of stuck with me where it's like a normal person would not write in this fashion. <laughs> and it just like, it's, and there are little details like that in the movie. That's the one that always strikes me. Uh, Cause it's just so weird, you know, and it's not really addressed. It's just there. I am so glad that you brought that up. Um, all of the <laughs> notebooks that were in John Doe's apartment were actually filled out. They spent, um, uh, it took them two months and fifteen thousand dollars to get all of them filled up. Oh my god! Uh, and then you were only they, see a, a few of the pages on screen. <laughs> were they all filled out in the with the double lines? That was the that part I that really know. just gets me. That I don't know, but I do know that it. Uh, that's why Somerset's character says it would take him two months to get through reading them all <laughs> because it took them two months to write them all and fifteen thousand dollars they spent. <laughs> Listen, if David Fincher, if you're listening to this and you need someone to write in notebooks, I will do it uh, for half that. I'll, for $7,500, <laughs> I will fill out 250 notebooks in the most like unhinged manner you've ever seen. All right. So what I'm taking away from this is that Mikey hates David Fincher, one of the greatest filmmakers of our time, <laughs> because he didn't, he didn't like Zodiac nearly enough. Nearly enough. And he doesn't like seven nearly enough. I'll have you know, I gave Zodiac a seven point eight. Uh huh. Pretty good. Yeah. All right, all right. We'll see what what happens when we give out port noise for this movie. Mm-hmm. So you didn't? Did you? All right. What about the originality of the deaths? I mean, all of them were pretty original, Mikey. You've got to yeah. give it that. Yeah, they were. They were. And it, it's a cool concept to think of somebody killing people based on seven deadly sins. Yeah, that was not yeah. as like it's something that we see a lot now, but it was not that big of a. Uh, this was pretty revolutionary at the time. I also want to point out i I almost didn't talk about it, um, but now I feel like I have to. It, I, I want to talk about American Horror Story Hotel. Uh, okay, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Seven inspired my least favorite subplot of my favorite season of American Horror Story. Um, I think Hotel was really underrated because I liked the cast so much, but they did have the main plot of Hotel was like, it read very much like seven fan fiction, but bad, like really, really bad because uh, you did not care about the characters. Uh, they didn't have the interesting cop dynamic. It was just a bland guy that was going around uh, telling people that crimes were based off of the Ten Commandments. And I did not like it. Uh, but it also did have some very creative deaths. Uh, and it. I, again, it's one of those things that you just. This had influence. This movie had a lot of influence, like even in horror television, because I that wasn't like the only storyline like that. I do think it was the most mainstream because that season got a lot of a lot of press. But. Yeah, Those was that the points. one with Lady Gaga? It was the one with Lady Gaga okay. and her like storyline two- was really good. But then they got like the blandest cop ever to come in and solve these crimes and then the twist was that he was also the one committing the crimes and it's like fuck off i watched like two episodes (laughs) of that when i couldn't get into it 
Was it because of the cop? Was it because of the boring cop? <laughs> I, I think it was. I was just bored overall, to be honest with you. American really, Horror Story is very hit or miss with me. I really loved that season. It had a great soundtrack. I loved the set. Kathy Bates was amazing. I, Lady Gaga was a surprisingly good actress. We didn't know at the time if she could act. Uh, she did a great job. They made vampires more of like a disease than a creature, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then they just, yeah, they were like, also, we're going to do a seven subplot with the most bland detectives of all time. And it's like, oh, OK, well, sure. <laughs> but the deaths from that, I think, were one of the like best parts of the season. Like the deaths uh, like seven were really interesting, but they showed a lot more, obviously, being American Horror Story. I, I just think that with with this movie, there's something creepier about not showing. I think showing so. The sort yeah. of, you know, the end result. And I think that's kind of it's like there were other problems, obviously, with Hotel, um, mm-hmm. the acting, the wife also. Uh, no, they had no chemistry. It was very unfortunate. But mm. like, I, I do think it's impressive that showing less has had such an enduring legacy that even with all of the even with all of the takes that have been done and especially with like all of the budget that American Horror Story had at the time it's like they can show whatever they want and it just it didn't live up uh, like the head in the box thing like it just there was nothing that they could show us right that would be scarier than what we could imagine right well we've all known that since Jaws basically yeah Jaws 4 you mean (laughs) <laughs> Jaws 4 the but, best you know, Jaws movie and, and, and anyone who thinks that Lady Gaga can't act and needs to see a star is born because she's incredible in that Hotel came out before a star is born though right but I'm just saying a star oh, is born she's amazing she was that. amazing in that yeah yeah she's so good uh, she's a national treasure how do you feel about Lakey, Lady Gaga Mikey yeah, I actually watched that movie um, that was a better movie than this oh for fuck's sake <laughs> What is your problem? It was a good movie. There's a lot of emotion involved. It is a very good movie, but it's not as good as fucking Seven. All right, it's better than Seven. Fuck's sake. Mikey, you might need professional help. I don't understand. This is like Mikey's hot take episode. (laughs) I don't feel like it's a hot take. It's crazy that this is a hot take. It's a hot take. It's crazy that you're saying it. I don't see it, man. I do not see it. Um, I'm ready to portnoy this if you guys uh, got ever you got anything else? Yeah, I okay. since we're talking about this being a hot take and since we're rounding out, since we're getting close to the portnoys, uh I do mm-hmm. have my reviews. I, I do have oh, yeah. the little oh, bit of research that I did. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it's validating, I think, that this is a hot take. Uh the IMDB ranking is eight point six out of ten. Damn. The Rotten Tomatoes critic score is 82%, but the audience score is 95%. I, I don't care what Rotten Tomatoes has to say. <laughs> uh, that's too bad. Both of my uh, both of my reviews were from... I. So I went through about a thousand pages of IMDb. I, I was on IMDb for a long time today looking at reviews. Uh, and then I had more time to look at it while Zoom wouldn't load for me today. And uh, I, the lowest review that I found for seven was a six out of 10. 
their only complaint was that it was overhyped. Most of them were nines or tens uh, and like more tens than anything like on IMDb. I don't understand how it only has an 8.6 out of 10 because seriously, I the amount of 10 ratings from the reviews were overwhelming. Uh, so to get a good and bad review both, I had to hop over to Rotten Tomatoes. Were it not for the gravity and thoughtfulness of Morgan Freeman's performance as a retiring policeman and third act appearance of its bizarre villain, Seven would have been unendurable, uh, which was the negative review that I found. That's a horrible negative review because all that <laughs> stuff happened. This is from John Hartle at the Seattle Times. Damn. Um, Times. <laughs> And then my favorite, uh, <laughs> there were so many overwhelmingly positive reviews to choose from, but my favorite, very short, straight to the point, it's worth seeing if you can look past the gruesome details, uh, <laughs> which was written by Gene Siskel at the Chicago Tribune. It is worth noting that this was written on March 29th, 2019. So Mr. Siskel here thought that this was too gruesome in the year 2019. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Siskel's a schmuck. Just, just putting that into a little bit of context. But yeah, this is definitely a hot take, Mikey. The, the effort that I had to go to to find a negative review of this. Okay, I have questions about that. Okay. Um, one, um, first of all, Mikey, you're saying Gene Siskel's a schmuck, which is ridiculous. Gene Smithskull was Roger Ebert's partner on Siskel and Ebert and also has a, a film institute named after him in Chicago. Um, but <laughs> also <laughs> the fact that it was from 2019 is weird because Gene Siskel died in 1999. That is very weird. I did not know that. Yeah. I knew he was dead. I assumed he died after 2019, though. No. Um, dead schmuck. It yeah. might have been because Rotten Tomatoes does just take the dates from the when it's posted. That might have been. Uh, well, a I wonder if there's a website and I didn't look uh, GeneSiskel.com or something because there is a Roger Ebert.com where they still post reviews of like current movies in his name. No, 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 no. Oh, just under there. In, okay, I was going to yeah. say, how dare they? <laughs> Jesus. No, no, no. That would be the best job, though, as like a dead critic impersonator. Right. Where it's right. This like, is what he I'm Mr. Siskel. I did not like seven. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, and that I'm is a strange. Um, there is a GeneSiskel.com, but it doesn't have reviews of new movies on it. Okay. That's weird. Uh, I, I, I think I've gotten to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. uh, following through to the full link, I think it's. um. The actual link to the Chicago Tribune seems to be a compilation of his reviews, which I is see. probably okay. where the 2019 date. Right. Okay. Um, that makes sense because he did write for the Tribune. Yeah. And and there is indeed a Gene Siskel Film Center in Chicago because uh, I went to see Van Morrison there and it was across the street. Still a schmuck. I was just there. So I know I I feel like. Um, I, I just don't, I still feel like 
as much as we talk about this movie, I don't understand what Mikey didn't like about it. I told you already, man. This is just... yeah, I feel out. like you watched a different movie called Seven. No, you know it was fucked you up too. It without subtitles. I was just gonna say, you know what? This fucking thing had subtitles. Perfect English spoke. I, I, I couldn't get subtitles off. So this is the one, of course. So yeah, had subtitles. Um. All right, you guys ready to Portnoy then? Yeah, because I want you to see. This is an important Portnoy because I want you guys to see. I didn't fucking. I'll go first. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Entire like it's not a piece of shit or nothing. Like it, we're not talking. I know it's not. It's not rubber bad or anything. Like stop it. it. It's you know it's just was what it was, and I'll give it a five point one. Jesus Christ! All right. Yeah. Cat, you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, you go. I give this movie an eight point eight. <laughs> what the fuck? Really? Eight, wait, yeah. uh, really? Are you okay? Seriously. Okay. Uh, I actually went one higher. I. I gave it a one. Uh, I gave it an eight point nine. I can't talk, but I hate the both of you. This was really close to being a nine for me. It's slasher radio approved. Well, good. Yeah, it should be at seven. It's got a 7.6. Um, so you started this thing. You were like, I want you to see that I'm being reasonable and I'm not yeah, eating right. And no you gave reason. it a 5 you, point whatever. Jesus yeah. Christ. Unmanageable. It's above average. It's above average right there. It's not. It wouldn't yeah. be Slasher Radio approved, though. If you were the only member at Slasher Radio, yeah. 7 would not be approved. Yeah, it's way the fuck above average. <laughs> All right. You know what? How about this? What, How about what kind of masterpieces are you watching over there, Mikey? Right, right. I mean, I think I gave it a point less than I Fucking gave Zodiac. Training day. No. Zodiac, you gave a 9.7. Okay. Well, I give this an 8.8. Yeah. Uh. All right. I, I, here, look. I'll be I'll be a nice guy, right? And I will officially change my portnoy to a five point three. And I do oh boy, that. That's super nice. That I, hey man, that, that's up a little bit. But one of I, the greatest movies of all time. Oh, give me a break. I do that so that it will officially be a seven point seven. So seven is a seven point seven. It's slash radio approved. That's the best I can do. You're welcome. It was the seventh highest grossing movie of 1995. Was it really? Mm-hmm. 95 is a good year. I like 95 a lot. And I love 90s movies. That's another thing. This didn't feel like a 90s movie to me at all. Really? No. It, it, I, that's part of what annoyed, annoyed me a little bit, too. I was like, oh, 90s movie. Great. At least I got that. I like 90s movies. It, it, it felt ahead of its time, which is a compliment to what they were able to do and pull off. But I want a 90s movie. If it's in 90, especially 95, that's one of my favorite years of all time. We had a very different experience in the 90s, apparently. Well, I mean, I was only six. <laughs> that I was in college. Well, there you go. I, was, I was still missing the toilet, you know? I was still missing the toilet, too, but for different <laughs> reasons. Fucking hungover drunk, <laughs> pissing on the floor. Uh, Mustang, also the last year to put out the 5.0, it was 95. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it did it feel, it honestly felt like a nineties movie to you. Really? Yeah. This movie to me is very nineties. Cat. 
Do you at least see what I mean, Kat? Or, or no? I, I see what you mean, because okay. I do think it was ahead of its time. But a lot of my favorite 90s movies, I feel, were. Like, a lot of the ones that have really stood out to me. Hmm. I just, I expect certain things from 90s movies. And, uh, yeah. like, th- honestly, if, if somebody would have told me this came out, like, a year before before after Saw, I'd have been like, oh, okay. When did Saw come out? 2003. Yeah, see, that's perfect. That'd be the perfect well, this, predates eight, this predates Saw by eight years. Right, but I would, as far as appearance-wise, I would have never thought. And this is clearly the pre- predecessor. Right. But, you know, it, if it, I'm talking pure time frame of, like, how the movie looked when it was created, I would have said 2003 would have been a perfect year for that. Say what I said, goddammit. I swear, it's like you're just here to drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not even intentional. Like, I really thought that, oh, everybody's going to love this movie. It's fucking Seven. Who wouldn't love Seven? Can we stop thinking that? Every time somebody thinks that, it never fucking happens. It's like you cursed it before it even got the chance. We could have been watching The Pool, Mikey. <laughs> no (laughs) the pool actually sounds good to me (laughs) the pool is so it's one of the most infuriating and wonderful movies i've ever seen in my entire life the you know how in like survival movies you get like really invested because you're like oh man this person is so smart i would never think to do that in a survival situation it's the exact opposite with this guy where he's like creating extra problems for himself but like you can't look away I love it so much. <laughs> anyway, we could have been wa- we could have watched Gremlins: The New Batch. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Looking back on that, I fucked. That. I should have just taken that while I had the chance. Yeah, yeah. Instead, you're here shitting on one of the best movies ever made. I'm not. She right. gave it a five point three. We should have watched this immediately after Feast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been at least a seven. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a five point three, man. It's it's not below average or nothing. I don't know what you're mad about. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, that's okay. We'll be ashamed for him. <laughs> I guess I'll hear it on Twitter. I mean, I, I don't see it at all. Like I don't see how this is a treasure. Like I know, like I've known of seven, and this was it, this goes under the hype thing for me where I didn't really, I wasn't crazy about seeing it and then I seen kind of like trailers and everything at the time and I was like mm, no, it's like a cop thing don't care about cop things and I'd never watched it I, I, I just feel like you're being so reductive when you call it a cop thing <laughs> to me that's what this movie and I, I see where there's more I'm not saying it's just a cop thing but for overall it's a cop thing you're acting like it's a fucking Law and Order SVU episode or something. There were parts where it felt like that. Oh, for fuck's sake! There were parts. I'm not saying it's a ton of parts, but there were parts where it felt like that. This is why I want to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> you did talk about kicking my ass, I think, before we started recording. So. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that, that <laughs> I'm being honest, man. That's how I feel. All right. Well. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just come together on something? Remember Slither? Yeah, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Just for context, uh, I I gave The Purge Anarchy a 5.2, so that's just below. You fucking dumbass. (laughs) 
insane. I don't understand. <laughs> Gave Brightburn a 5.8. This can't be worse than Brightburn. I mean, I like Brightburn, but it's not fucking seven. Yeah, I know. Like, I also, it's a fun time, but come on. Stir of Echoes, I gave a 7.3. That does it. See, yeah, that's that right there. And I was the highest on that one. Shame on the both of you. That is a better movie than. <laughs> oh, get the oh fuck my out of God. Here. What? Yeah. <laughs> Stir of fucking Echoes. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm dead serious, man. Jesus Christ. I like Stir, it, it Stir of Echoes. Felt like a 90s movie. <sighs> Funny Games was. Oh, never mind. We're not talking about funny games. No, yeah. I well, because it was one of those things that it was one of the movies I was gonna recommend. I know, for but today. I've never. But seen it was it. the 2007 version anyway. Oh, I've never seen funny games. I haven't seen either version of funny games actually. One of them technically is a 90s movie, Mikey. <laughs> Does it feel like a 90s movie, or is it just a fake? This thing. Uh... That's because this movie is a big fat phone. It's good, like it, it's it's you know it's there, it's doing its thing, but at the end of the day, it's a big fat phony. I think maybe you're a big fat phony. <laughs> you don't like fun horror movies, uh, and you don't like serious horror movies. I need someone to kick Mikey's ass. Can we get somebody <laughs> to do that? You're, you're hiring somebody to kick. My I'm ass. looking for somebody to kick your ass uh, out in the open, just yeah. freely. That's yeah. illegal. I'll get fucking Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman over here and they'll hunt you down, man. Not after this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you don't like this movie. Honestly, I don't. Don't put Brad Pitt in a horror movie. And I know that's fucked up, but he was looking pretty too. And like, uh... yeah, he tried really hard in this movie. He did um, a great job. Funny note about this movie, actually. One of the reasons he took this movie is because the movie he had done before was Legends of the Fall. <laughs> And Legends of the Fall had him with like his shirt off most of the movie and him being like a sex symbol. And he didn't like that. So he wanted to take this movie so he wouldn't be seen as a sex symbol. And he won Most Desirable Man at the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> okay. Let, 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 who fucking who, Brad? Okay. Like, <laughs> you poor thing, you. How dare, how dare anybody treat you sexy? Get the yeah. fuck out of here, this guy, man. I get, I, get, I, I see his point, but. You're not getting any sympathy from normal human beings. No, but I'm telling you, else. he's having a late career renaissance. His that new movie he's in, Bullet Train, looked great. Really? I think it looked great. You don't think so? I think it looks so. I like everything that's in the trailer, but it just seems like they probably took all their best material for that trailer. Yeah, you know maybe. what I mean? Maybe, but I'm thinking I'm probably gonna see it because he was great in Lost City. He was the best part. Also, it doesn't help that I've seen the Bullet Train trailer a lot <laughs> yeah i have i've seen it a ton of times i know but he he was so good in lost city it was he was the best part it was hilarious i might actually watch last city after this because i found out it's on paramount plus <laughs> yeah and um yeah it's a good movie i recommend it and uh of oh, course you seven. know um the fucking once upon a time in hollywood he was amazing oh he was amazing in that yeah so good all movies better than seven. Nothing's better. You haven't even seen most of those. Well, One of them's not out yet. What? What's I the matter hopes. with you? Yeah, it's, it's probably is. It's not going to be better than fucking seven. Jesus Christ. 
The only one I would maybe, maybe make that case for is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it would be oh, a stretch. That's, that's definitely such, better than seven. Such a good movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Rob, is that better than seven or no? It's, it might be better than seven. It's definitely better than seven. But it seven's might a really be. fucking good movie. And you're crazy for giving the five, whatever the fuck you gave it. The 5.3. Fucking ridiculous. I raised my score for you guys just to make a, a seven pun. Fun. I'm going to be the first one to call out your hot takes on Twitter. Of yeah, course. I'm you know, fucking. <laughs> it's David Fincher, for God's sake. Okay. The man's a genius. Sure he is. What do you want me to do? This the movie's a five point three. It was a five point one. Unbelievable. Right. What is that? Maybe change. Greg, let us know on Twitter what you think of seven. <laughs> let me are, say you 8. Gonna, are you gonna back up Mikey on this one or <laughs> if he backs me up, I'm gonna be mad as hell. Yeah, Greg, <laughs> what, give us your portnoy for, for seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's an eight point eight at least. Like, I feel like like a two. Like I feel like I gave it an eight point eight, and that was maybe the lowest possible score for this movie. Can we take bets on uh, on Greg like an over under my score? Oh, he's under. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Yeah, he's under your score because it's Greg. Uh, which he's, is the opposite for what I he thinks. Want. Jaws: The Revenge is better. I think him. It might be over. This is the reuniting movie that we needed at the end of last episode, but we <laughs> includes Greg instead of Mikey, apparently. If she says it's good, you know what that means. Go eat that there. He's the most problematic member of this show. How the fuck that happened? I still don't think that's true. It's gotta still be you. No, it's not me. It's you because you're giving out stupid scores. <laughs> but it's so rare that I give out a stupid score. I always give is out the it? right score. Absolutely. No, you I don't. I don't think it is. I think you, I, Mikey, I mean this with the utmost respect. That's I think you movie. like movies less than anyone on a movie podcast. No, I like, I dislike <laughs> bad movies. Like, I but don't. You also to... dislike good movies. Like, there's no winning with you. That's I've been true. saying that for a long time. He hosts a horror movie podcast and hates horror movies. <laughs> That's not like, true. I, there are every now and then I come across a horror movie that I just can't stand. But like I like the bad ones, I like the good ones, I I, I like all the ones in between. You know, I just I I don't understand. Right, See, you don't even like sharks or the corn. Oh fuck me, no. See the ones in the <laughs> middle, the ones in between are the ones that piss me off the most. And don't get me wrong, I hate sharks of the corn. Perfect example. I hate shit movies like that. Like I don't want to waste my time doing it. There's a bunch of other things I'd rather be doing. But you also don't want to watch critically good movies like Seven. And you also don't want to watch cult classics like Cube or Cabin in the Woods. But uh, See, Seven, like, that's a middle movie for me. It's like, and I honestly was like, damn, like, how are we going to fucking talk about this movie? Right, yeah, of course, Seven's a middle movie. <laughs> a middle movie? <laughs> it's fucking Seven. <laughs> Once again, I'd like to live in your world where everything is a masterpiece and Seven is average. That's the way I seen it, man. It, it, it. Maybe if I had just put it on, like on my own to put it on, and I seen this, oh yeah, seven, forgot about that. Let me throw it on. Maybe I would have liked it more. 
But I, like I said, I, I had the stigma. I'm like, this isn't a fucking horror movie. Let me see. And that that could have been what carried it throughout. Where and you know, no one has ever said, "Oh yeah, seven. I forgot about that." I have. <laughs> you had pretty Brad Pitt. I, I close my eyes and listen to Morgan Freeman and think I'm in some whimsical like fairyland. Like I, it's like, you can't. It's too pretty. It's too pretty. Give you brilliance and you shit on it. I didn't shit on the five point three. <sighs> See, if we were talking about <laughs> something else, a 5.3 might be generous, but this is, it, it, it's seven. <laughs> it sure I don't understand. <laughs> it sure is. A, it sure is seven. Now I'm looking at the port noise. I just remembered I might have to up Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which really pisses me off. Then don't? Well, I have to because it's lower than Feast 3. Can't be lower than Feast Three. No, I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 the same as Feast Two. That sounds right about right to me. That's not that bad. Man. Feast Three was better than Feast Two. You know what? I'm going on record right now. I'm going to give Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm changing it from a zero point five to one point one while I'm here. What is happening on this oh, episode? Christ. <laughs> I guess like seven he's so I mad it. at us over seven that he's like inventing new hot. He's he's going back on previous bonding episodes. Well, I'm I'm here already looking at the spreadsheet <laughs> that Rob's not allowed to touch. And I'm this still a spreadsheet for the port noise. This is a spread- no, yes. don't even worry about it. <laughs> Why don't I have access to that? <laughs> Do you because... have access to that cat? No. Only Mikey has access to the point noise. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I could fix it right up. <laughs> I think that's what we're afraid that. of. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it at all. But even with that, other than Amber, who also gave it a 0.5, I'm still the lowest on Texas Chainsaw. Amber better not have access to that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Greg has access. <laughs> Holy shit. I would love to, to email Greg a copy of our Portnoy list, which starts back at American Werewolf in London, all the way at episode 159, and just have him put his Portnoy's in there. I'd like it to be on record that I think mo- my picks are mostly the ones that are slash radio approved. Because you pick safe stuff. Not seven, apparently. It got there, though. Jesus Christ, how you don't like the uh, movie, I don't He know. does have a lot of the, like, the most... Approved picks. American Werewolf in London, Zodiac, Invisible Man, The Fog, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which I, I still know nothing. You fucking idiot. Oh, what was said in that movie. <laughs> I watched this movie seven with subtitles, but not this. Uh Cube didn't make it. That was my bad. Um yeah, I think Candyman 2, you came up with those. Like, these are all safe. Slither. Rob. Right? Slither was. Oh, a, that was a Patreon. Right. Safe, whatever. I fucking picture it. That's good. Black Christmas? Black Christmas. I Who think that was a. Black that's easily approved. No, yeah. it's easily approved. Who picked it? I don't remember. Probably. I think Rob, I've maybe. only had. I don't remember who. Yeah, I think I've only picked one slasher radio approved movie. The Perfection. Yeah. Yeah. 
How and the that was fuck like, did that get approved? Because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Not because of <laughs> I you. ranked it really high. Yeah, that was like brute force. And that's got a hot girl <laughs> and a girl with crazy eyes, and I didn't approve it. And a scene with them knocking boots, and you mm-hmm. still didn't approve it. <laughs> that's your fault. Um. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple in. I got screen four in there slash radio. Oh, fuck, how did that get approved? Uh, Would you give it a twelve? <laughs> no, I, I gave it a nine point one. Jesus Christ! You gave that a nine point one, and fucking seven gets a five point three. Yep. Can you That's imagine a- living in a world where Scream Four is a nine point one, but Seven's just like an average? Movie? I think that tells. I'm trying so hard to wrap my head around this. I think you picked a quiet place, Cat. Also, didn't you? Did I? I think so. I, here's the thing: is that like a lot of the approved movies i've been really on board with like rob will suggest it and i'll be like yeah like invisible man i don't think i brought up but i was really excited about it uh zodiac mm-hmm. I, it might have been one of those with um you were on board with seven i was on board with seven i was yeah. really on board with black christmas at a quiet place if i didn't bring that up <laughs> mm-hmm. and seven is approved right it's 7.7 7, right yeah yeah mm-hmm. Terrifier also 7.7, just so you know. Oh, for fuck's sake, you guys are what crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> and we all had a hand in that. We didn't. And what I give it? 6.3. Oh, yeah, because you all have the spreadsheet and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the fucked up part is you've had the spreadsheet for who knows how fucking long and you don't even know. Also, Mikey gave, here's the thing. Mikey gave Terrifier an 8.9, which is what I gave 7. That's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah, fucked up. It really is. <laughs> One movie you can see and the other you can't. That's fucked up. Scream 2 also higher than 7. You guys agree on that or no? No. no. Oh, fucking wow. I um, Look at the scores. Of course we don't agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know you two anymore. This is bullshit. Mm, well, Jack Frost has a 10 from Cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's best movie. Yeah. Yeah, so. My favorite part about the Jack Frost bit is that I, I think this is maybe the first time I'm acknowledging it's a bit uh, since we came <laughs> up with it. Is that like there are a bunch of intermediate episodes where people don't know that I was absent that day, and you guys chose my score for it that just are out there thinking Jack Frost is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> 4.8. Did you show Mr. Cat's boyfriend seven? Did he watch it with you? No, oh. he was busy today. I'm gonna see if I can get him over it like in the next couple of days though, so he watches it before the episode is out. Yeah, you got to get him to watch some more Friday movies, too. I want to hear about his Friday score rankings as they go. I was really sad that he uh, was he was busy on Friday the 13th because it's like we could have watched six on Friday the 13th. I did anyway, but he could have been there. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best one. In my opinion. Mm. It can be so gold. Mm, it is. I, you don't have room to talk this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm entitled to an opinion too. Damn it! And it's a five point three. It was five point one. You can be dumb and wrong if you want. All right. Maybe dumb. I don't think I'm wrong. 
Um, all right, that's it for this week. That's seven. I feel like we did a Patreon pick. Like, I don't know why. It's just this movie was just there. Like, it's just something. This movie was just fucking amazing. It was there and it was amazing. We do a leprechaun movie next week. Fuck, I love Oh man, it, well, that would be something like you see this Portnoy at five point three, and then like what I would give a leprechaun. <laughs> do you really want Rob and I having to Portnoy a leprechaun movie though? After we've just watched seven, yeah, because I'll pick one that I like. I'll either pick the one in Vegas or the one in space that I know Rob like, or the original. I just I feel like, like I'm too. inclined to like Portnoy in next week's movie lower. I'm not going to give next week's movie, no matter what it is, an 8.8 because it's not seven. Right. It's like the exact opposite of the feast effect. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Apparently, I'm going to be hearing it on Twitter. So you guys let us know. Because I, this is doing this. Speaking of which, this is uh, what? I'm calling you out on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, oh, fuck. (laughs) That's been bullying me lately. (laughs) And she runs HR. So it's like. Who the fuck? You can't uh, even complain, yeah. I know. Oh. Um, yeah, so uh, this is like my drag me to hell thing. Like, I didn't know <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this. But apparently I am. So uh, hit us up on Twitter with all that, at Slash Radio on Twitter. Uh, slash Radio.com. You can listen to all of our articles, interviews, and episodes. And uh, Patreon.com forward slash Slash Radio. I put out Oh, I didn't show you guys some of the shit that I got. I uh-huh. I did three. I recorded three unboxings uh, Friday, yesterday. Uh, one of them was the Evil Dead Collector's Edition. Uh, I finagled that a day early, so mm-hmm. I got that out. Uh, it was missing the Necronomicon and the Vine. So those mm, right. uh, I also did my BAM box. What did you get in your BAM box, by the way? I'm not going to spoil about- it. Let's talk about that afterwards because I want to know, and you know I don't know how to work the Patreon. So, yeah, I want to talk about that, and I also, uh, after this, I imagine want to talk about um, subscription boxes because I'm still willing to get one, even though we didn't order them together. Yeah, I'm totally going to get one, but I have questions too. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm actually sending you guys something that I got. Oh, I figure out how to do it right now. Um, so yeah, I the band box I recorded that there is probably going to be some giveaways from that. I can tell right. you that right now. Uh also I did an unboxing for my Jason masks that I had ordered a while ago too. So uh Evil Dead Collector's Edition package that is out now on Patreon.com. Uh next week will probably be the band box. The week after that'll be the, the Jason Mask. So get over there and sign up for the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash slasher radio. Right. And like I said, uh, if there's anything we don't want, we will give it away to you guys. And there's going to be at least two giveaways from that box. And I just sent right. you guys something that I got in that uh, that band box. That, that okay. Oh, that's fun. I just sent it to you on Twitter. That thing is fucking awesome. I'm not giving that away. Uh, hold on. I got to figure out how to work this. It's Twitter. <laughs> I know I'm drunk though. Like like so drunk you don't even know. Margarita in a can. Oh dude, that is badass. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there was also a You should give that to me. <laughs> no. 
Oh. Actually, I have you just said to me, fuck no, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to bleep this, but there's also um, a... Oh, that's Ooh. cool. Yeah. So, uh, among other things that are in this, so patreon.com forward slash slash your radio tier starting as low as $3 a month. And um, you get the Lord Humphrey uh, sniff and go or whatever the hell it is. The Lord Humphrey Audio and Entertainment Network. Yes. You get which all, we just recorded an episode of Versus. Which I want. No, I think that I want. That's correct. Two straight ups. <laughs> and uh, I'm at Mikey's Dead. You can... Uh, tell me how right or wrong I am about this. I'm sure it'll be the land. It will be. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> fine to do. Um, don't forget to bleep all those times I said. Yeah, I, I know. I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob one two three, and you can listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Yeah, you see, you gave me another on the way out. Like now, I have to open the folder again. You just said That's- again. Yeah, that's four now that you have to bleep out. But there's a lot more that I have to bleep out from earlier. Like, but now I already have the folder open, so I might as well, now that I'm here, future me is mad. Can I, can I say cock-a-doodle-doo? Yes. Okay. Can he say free cock-a-doodle-doo? I don't know. Shit. Cat always throws something in with the stuff that we just can't figure out. Shit. I try. It's going to be a game time decision. Cat, where are they finding me? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. Um, I, I'm calling out Mikey currently, so you're... <laughs> she really did already. You're just in time, yeah. I rolled emoji. All right, guys, uh, <laughs> check us out next week. We will be back. Good night from Slasher Radio. I noticed you didn't bleep my when I said fuck in the ass last week. <laughs> <laughs> All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.